Everybody, what's going on? It's Nick Costco of the, of the Jersey Flights. This is part six of our interview series. And next up, we have defensive lineman and linebacker Sean Daniel. Sean, thanks for joining me, man. I know it's your first year with the flight. Uh, lo love your setup back there as well. And, uh, just, you know, good for you to join us. And uh, yeah, a lot of activity going on at your house. So I guess I, I got to start off with yeah, uh, man. How has uh, you know, how, life been for you so far? Uh, obviously, through the past, you know, about month and a half or so of during this quarantine, I know it's it's been a it's been pretty hectic for everybody around the country. I mean, it's been an adjustment, you know, but you know, try to keep things looking positive. That's the kind of person I am. Uh, I get to spend more time with my girlfriend, more time with my daughter. You know, we're taking her outside every day, getting fresh air. You know, just really bonding as a family, and just trying to keep my head up, you know, and push through this thing and making sure I can hit the ground running when everything gets back to normal. What's it? I mean, so I mean, you mentioned spending more time at home. I mean, is that, is that that's almost like everyone's blessing in disguise? You know, everyone's always working on the go, but then they always come back and say, "Hey, you know, I be able to spend more time at home. You know, really, you know, spend more time with the wife, girlfriend, or obviously in your case, you know, a girlfriend and your daughter." What's that been like for you over the past, you know, six seven weeks? It's honestly been great. You know, I love I love every minute of it. You know, if you ask anyone that knows me, I'm a very hands on dad. You know, I love my family. They come first, no matter what, and you know, I love everything, the good, the bad, the crying, the diapers, all of it, man. I'm, uh, I love it all because I know one day she's, she's going to grow up. They all turn 18 sooner or later and they all move out. So just always keeping the glass half full, like I said, I love every minute of it, you know. Now, just getting into the football part of it, uh, you know, you're a local product. You were, you're from Highland Regional High School. You, you may, obviously, you play, you're, you're rocking the Temple hat right there. You know, yeah. you're, 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 you're a local Philly guy. So, I mean, pretty much, I mean, you spent the majority of your career with Within this area, obviously, the majority of your indoor career has been with the Philadelphia Soul as well once you got into arena football. So, I mean, what's it been like throughout your career knowing that you've been able to pretty much stay local? I mean, you've gone to other places like Green Bay and Iowa before, but what's it been like for you knowing that you can play professional football and you've been able to pretty much stay close to home throughout your career? It's great. It's, it's one of the best things ever. Everyone knows how Philly fans are. They're rowdy. They're, they're in your face. Now, if you take that and you crank it up 10 more notches, that's what you get with the Philly Soul fans. And simply because they're right there on the board. They're right there in your face. You can hear them all the time. And I absolutely love that because I'm from this area, like you said, and that's, that's where I was made. You know, I love – I always say I was born and raised in Jersey, but Philly made me the football player I am. I think I spent more time on a field in Philadelphia than I did here in Jersey, from college to arena and just, just being around here. So it's it's – it's great to be able to stay local and stay connected at the same time, even if it is with a different team. Now I want to piggyback off that because obviously the AFL folded after last season, you know, teams like Atlantic city, Philadelphia, and the, 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 lo the local teams in this area, at least for you, they were gone. So they weren't, they weren't an option for 2020. So when you decide to continue your football career and you're looking at the different leagues, you know, you have the NAL, you have the IFL, even the AAL out in the, you know, in the Midwest as well. What was your, was the biggest factor for you knowing that, Hey, Jersey as a team, I want to stay local. Let me play for a pretty good team under Coach Foster. And it's, you know, it's, it's practically down the street. So it's right up, right up in Trenton. Well, I'll tell you how the process went. You know, once, once the AFL folded, you know, everybody was in shambles. Everybody was trying to figure out their next move. And I was no different. And it was looking like, you know, I'm 20, 28, you know, looking like football's at that point. You know, it's, it's, it's out of my hands now. The AFL is done. I was at work in, uh, in Wisconsin, and I just had some time to kill. I jumped on Facebook. It said, Keith Newell signed with Jersey Flight. I said, 
That's right. I remember hearing about them before, and uh, um, and I looked them up. Everything they said they were in the NAL now, and within ten minutes, texted Keith. You got the coach's number. He said, "I got you. Say no more." And I believe I had a contract in my inbox or my um, my Gmail account like two days later. So as soon as they said football, still able to play, jersey, sign me up. And so I, I would have to say, you know, knowing that you play with Keith in Philadelphia, was he the biggest reason why you're like, hey, if he's over there, that's a good option. I trust him. I'm going to head out there. Was that, your, was that one of your biggest factors as well? Well, yeah, absolutely. Keith, I think, is probably the line, one of the linemen that got me to where I'm at right now with arena football. You know, the, the all arena seasons, the, the performance I had in Arena Bowl 30, I credit that to the old linemen I played against, uh, I practiced against. And Keith was one of them every day, every single day. Me and Keith were going at it, headbutting every single day, one-on-ones. If I'm trying to have a day off, he's calling me out. He wants to take a day off, I'm calling him out. So, you know, they say iron sharp, iron sharp is iron. I will say wholeheartedly, Keith helped me make, helped make me the arena player that I am. Now, you're now talking about that championship experience. You've won two arena bowls with the soul, including your fantastic performance in arena bowl 30. You mentioned, you know, obviously Keith is a part of those teams as well. You know, knowing that, You've had that championship experience in the past, and you know, so far throughout your uh, arena football career. Does that knowing that does that really help you knowing that you could fit the mold with this Jersey Flight team, which brought in a lot of veterans from the AFL and the NAL and other leagues around it? A lot of these guys have previous championship experience or big time arena football experience. I mean, do you feel like that that was the best mesh for you and this team as a whole? Well, my experience from the Philadelphia Soul winning back to back arena championships helped me not only learn how to win in the arena league but it also helped me keep that level head in the arena league you know not too high not too low stay focused because at any moment you could lose it and as you can see from the arena bowl last year we fought we fought and we just fell short and and I think being a veteran and having that experience will carry over a lot with this team and like you said there are a lot of veteran guys even some guys that are with me on the soul so I think that we have a great chance to make a run for this championship, no matter how short the season is. Now, did you do, do guys like you think about that? I mean, obviously, you're a veteran in the league, so you're used to the seasons, whether they're they're a long grind or they could be a, they could be short this year as well. Um, obviously, due to everything going on, but did, do you think about that often? Where you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe we need a game or two to get going, or do you think to yourself, well, maybe if we play six or seven games this year, then we have to go right into the playoffs? I mean, do you think you could thrive off that? Uh, you personally and and this team as a whole. Well. Football is a very complicated sport. Football is different. You know, it's not like basketball where you can just go out and get shots up. It's not like soccer. You can go out and just kick the ball. Football, you you need the whole team in order to play the sport correctly. That's why in college, spring ball is so important. That's why in the NFL, preseason, OTAs, that's why training camp is so important in the arena league. And I think that we will be at a little bit of a setback that first week coming back because you know no one's strapped on pads no one's hit no one's had that contact and you tell us we have six or however many days they give us uh I'm hoping they jump right into the season so you're going to tell us we have six days to get game ready but the beautiful thing about that is is we're not the only ones with that setback everyone has that setback so I think that the physical part will be a huge handicap on everybody I think what we're going to win is the mental part with guys like with with character guys like Keith and myself and the way we work and the way we push other people, our bodies may not be ready to go, but we know our minds will be. And we know that 
we're going to outwork the guys across from us. We're going to make them fold before they even get a chance to get us to that breaking point. So as long as our mental is there and we're just ready to go out there and smash them by in the mouth, our opponent will fold because they're not football ready. They won't be like us. They may put the helmets on. They may put the pads on. They'll hit hard in practice. But I can promise you 100% they will not go as hard as we will for those six days that we have. And when we show up on that day, yeah, there'll be some rust to knock off. But other than that, you guys will look like, wow, this is a really, really polished team. They have a lot of chemistry to build up that they missed over the however many months or however many weeks they were off. But this team would have been real scary if they got the proper time to prepare. Now, knowing that, you know, obviously you have to stay sharp mentally and physically while you're at home and you really can't. I mean, obviously all the gyms are closed. So I wanted to transition into what you've been doing during uh, the quarantine. Now, obviously most guys can't get onto any sort of football field. You know, we, we were talking to uh, uh, Warren Smith and uh, Brandon Renford uh, the, a couple weeks ago, and even Warren said, you know, I, he, he, know he knows somebody, so he can actually go into this, uh, you know, this, this hockey rink in, by, by where he lives by, by himself, and he'll just – he'll try to get the dimensions of the field back into his head, you know, moving around the pocket. I mean, what have you been doing so far to keep yourself mentally and physically sharp? Ahead? Obviously, you're not doing your full-on football workouts, but you're able to do you know, some body weight stuff and other stuff like that. I mean, what have you been doing for the past, you know, almost two months now? Well, first of all, let me just touch on that and say that's beautiful. I love to hear that a guy's going into a hockey ring to get his, uh, to get his feel for it. You know, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. But to keep myself in shape outside of chasing my daughter around for my cardio, you know, <laughs> I, I'm linking up with a bunch of my friends. You know, we have, we have Philadelphia right up the street, which has beautiful rocky steps. You know, the art museum, that's amazing. I'll take my 40-pound weighted vest on and go hit the steps. That'll be my cardio. To get my weight lifting in, you know, I have a little setup here at home. I got some dumbbells, got some weights, and uh, I get after it here. Um, to get my D-line stuff going, hand stuff, I just need a patch of grass to get my work in, a patch of grass and some cones. So anytime there, you know, uh, some of the parks around here in Gloucester Township are opening back up. They got football fields so I can get a feel for being on a football field, get my lines, you know, the five-yard separations and whatnot. But I'm just doing any and everything I can think of, whether it's from doing pull-ups on a tree branch to hitting a ladder drill out front of my house in the middle of the street. I'm making sure that I'm going to be ready as best as I can physically. Now, I wanted to go to the uh, the off-the-field stuff now, knowing that, you know, going back to, you know, your, your roots, obviously, you went to Highland Regional High School, you were right here in Jersey, then you went right, right, you know, right across the state border over to Temple uh, for college and played for Philadelphia for a, for a long time. But obviously, you know, knowing that, you know, I was going to say before, you know, you're, at least your mentality, it fits the mold of Jersey tough that a lot of people preach in terms of, uh, you know, the high school and college football in this area. So, what, you know, what's it mean to you knowing that? We were talking to Coach Foster uh, the other month, just uh, right before Easter, and he mentioned the impact that this Jersey flight team would love to have on, especially the local Trenton community, you know, for the youth football players and just the community as a whole. What, you know, what does that mean to you knowing that you're playing for a team in Jersey and you're representing Jersey and you're from Jersey. So you're giving back to the community. I mean, what's that mean to you? It means a lot. It means a lot. You know, working with kids and working with the community is very important to me. You know, I've been a member of big brother, big sister since I was a freshman and sophomore in high school, you know, and it's just, it's good to know that, when they see me out there playing tough, playing hard, you know, getting in someone's face, showing that real Jersey attitude that was molded right there on Broad Street in Philadelphia, those kids look like, man, that guy's, that guy's the real deal. Who's he? Oh, that's Sean Downs. He's from Jersey. Wait, what? He's one of us? That's how Jersey people act when they're on the field? Absolutely. We don't take anything from anybody. We play hard-nosed, smash-mouth football. And that's just the mentality of this state. You know, the, the next place closest 
having that kind of attitude is Philadelphia. There's no coincidence that that is. We're 10 minutes, I'm 10 minutes from the bridge. Those attitudes rub and they connect, you know? So when these kids see us playing hard like that, they'll say, man, that's Jersey right there. And I just hope that I can inspire kids. I mean, we all know it's not NFL, you know, Serena Football League. But being able to be on some type of platform where kids come and watch us and play, they, I just want to know that I'll, basically what I'm trying to say is that it'll be really heartwarming to know that I inspire a kid to want to go out there and play that tough, to see how I play and say, he's one of, he plays the same sport I play. He's from the same state that I'm from. I want to play like him. Even it's interesting you mentioned the fact that, you know, you mentioned the NFL, but then you mentioned the AFL and all these other indoor leagues that are, you know, they are professional football. And obviously they're just not as well known as of course, you know, the biggest product in the country, but that does it, does that, does that, does that kind of actually motivate you knowing that, you know, you're playing you're pretty much, you're, you're playing the highest level of of the brand of indoor football. And then, you know, maybe some kid in the stands at, at, a, at, a, at a Jersey flight game in a couple months from now is going to say, Hey, I love watching Sean dance. I love the way he gets after, you know, I, I, I want to be like that one day. I mean, is that one of the things that motivates you while you're playing in, in all these games? Absolutely. That's one of the biggest things that motivate me, you know, um, and my motivation has shifted over the years, obviously, as I got an order, you know, when I first got in this arena league, my motivation was to get in, get my tape, make some plays, join my brother in the NFL. As you get older, my motivation starts to shift. I had a daughter, and then now my motivation is go out there and let her dad – I mean, go out there and let her see her dad doing something that he loves. Go out there and, and see her dad show a huge example of the things that he preaches in the house, preaches of working hard. Um, being tough, being strong. Not to mention, I think it's hilarious that I can go out there and I can absolutely fold someone and my daughter's in this crowd cheering with my girlfriend. Like, yeah, that's my dad. So that's, that's another big part of my motivation. My family's a big part of it. And just seeing those kids, man, the interaction with them, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. In Philly, we were very family-oriented. It was, it was so much fun being able to go out there and kick off, stand on the board, and just have a conversation. And then 30 seconds later, run down the field and knock someone's head off. You know, it's just... It's a different game, man, and it just it just hits you differently when you're out there, especially when you're with a great crowd. And I know Jersey is going to be a great crowd just like Philadelphia was because half our fans were from Jersey and Philly. So I, I already know what to expect. Almost a bit of a shorter drive right there. I mean, so, I mean, you mentioned the passion and the love for the game. And, you know, just uh, having worked with the Atlantic City Blackjacks just last year, you know, I, I noticed a lot of these guys, and, you know, guys like Warren, too, played for them last year and now over here with Jersey. I've noticed a lot of those guys that, you know, even if they're not playing this year, but when I talked to them last year, whether they were rookies or veterans on that team last year, they mentioned that they, they just they just play the they, they play arena football because they they love it. And they love they love the interaction between uh, them and kids, them and fans. The fact that it's just so it's it's, it's almost like a tight knit community. I mean, do you feel that's the majority of the league where these guys are playing arena football? You know, especially the guys who are playing this this type of football for you know yeah. five, seven, even ten years. You think that that's the biggest thing that you think that's the biggest thing that brings them back to this type of football, knowing that they have that tight knit community. And the fact that they can it's it's a very unique uh, part of the sport. Absolutely, absolutely. The fans are great. I'm pretty sure every single Philadelphia fan I'm friends with on Facebook, you know, um, just, just being that close with those fans, like you said, like a tight knit family is a very huge thing. And just the game itself. I think the game is very addicting. You know, every, everyone, like I said, jumps in and they want to get out. They want to make it to the next level. 
But once you get to a certain point and that reality kicks and it's, it's, it does kick and it sucks. It, it, it hurts. But once you get over that hump and you really enjoy and love the arena league because you're still getting to play the sport you love, then you start to see the game differently. So when I was first in arena, it was, it was a stepping stone, make it to the league. But then as I start to, as that dream started to fall apart a little bit and arena became my sport, I started to realize like, man, we may not have the fan base, but I'm looking around like this place is a jungle. This is great. I remember we played the, the Jacksonville uh, Sharks. That was honestly the first time, and, and mind you, I played against the, uh, the armed force teams in college where they would shoot a cannon every time they score and they're yelling <laughs> your name off the roster. I will say this, when we played in Florida, that was the first time I ever felt uncomfortable in an arena. They had the palm trees. They had the fireworks. They had fire going up there to come blow the building up. They had guys on motorcycles, guys in shark. It was crazy. I honestly felt uncomfortable. But that's the beautiful thing about the sport. And also, guys realize that arena – and fans also realize that arena football is everything the NFL wants to be. We are fast-paced, high-scoring, hard-hitting. That's what everyone in the NFL wants because – if you notice, they're trying to speed the NFL games up. They're trying to get more points on the board. They're, they're just trying to pick the tempo up. Well, that's what we are. Fast-paced, hard-hitting, high-scoring. There is there's something to say about a sport that has you on the edge of your seat, even if your team is down three touchdowns with two minutes to go in the game. Because one play, touchdown, onside kick, throw another play, touchdown, right back in the game. So it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful sport. Once you get past everyone having the little, you know, snippets and side jokes about it being semi-pro football and arena. Once you get past all that and the fans actually come to the game, I've had multiple fans tell me and friends that come to games. I've never been to an arena game. The first time they go, wow, that was amazing. I'm coming back to every game. So it's a great sport. It's a beautiful sport. And that's why a lot of us are really hurt when the AFL was uh, uh, filed for bankruptcy. And it's kind of like a double hit now because I was ready to play, ready to get going. And then this stuff hits and I got to sit back and wait. But I know I have faith. I have hope it's going to come back. And even if not this year, I know there's going to be next year. I look at it as a whole nother year for me to get ready and me to prepare. It's almost like you, you bring, you're bringing that, that championship uh, experience and your, your, your mental strength back into it, even if, you know, God forbid, there is no season this year or if it's a shortened season, knowing that oh, yeah. you, know, you, you can bring it back. And then whether it's a shortened season in 2020 or you guys, you guys run it back totally in 2021 with, with uh, the Jersey flight, you know, you're meshing together. And I, I, I pretty much asked everybody this question um, as we've done this interview series, you know, knowing that, you're bring, that the Jersey flight team has brought together all these veterans They've brought, some, they've brought in some new guys as well. But a lot of these guys have veteran experience or championship experience like yourself and Keith. You know, on paper, you know, as my, my job, of course, as a broadcaster, I look, at stuff, <laughs> I look at all the stats, I look at the paper, I watch yep. film, I do all that stuff. But I look at it and I'm saying, wow, with, with all these guys, if it, if it meshes, I mean, this is a bona fide championship football team that could win the NAL championship, you know, later this summer. I mean, when you look at – when you saw – when you signed with this team, you know, you joined Keith, you joined – Guys like Warren and Brandon, you join guys like Edward Victorian, I mean, all, all these guys, all the guys we've talked to already this year, Coach Foster. In your head, is this a championship caliber team? And do you feel it's just a matter of chemistry at this point to get this team ready and know where you want it to get it to be? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Like I said, once we get that mental part going and, we, and we, when we get over that physical hump, we are a championship team because we have championship experience. I don't care if you play tic-tac-toe professionally. Winning a championship is hard in anything you do. 
I don't, it, it doesn't matter what it is. And we want two back to back. Do you know how hard it is to repeat something that's already hard to do? And then we got guys on the team that have also won that championship. You have all that championship experience blending and meshing together. That's the, that's the recipe for success. It has to be. It absolutely has to be. The only way I do not see us winning a championship is if it's, is if it's something that we ourselves as a Jersey flight have done to hurt our chances. But like you said, everything on paper and our experience, we are definitely going to run this league. I'll for however you. long it is for the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, whether it's 10 games, six games, then right into the playoffs. I, 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 we're, we're obviously, we're looking forward to it. I'll leave you here with this one, Sean. Uh, I've asked everybody, what you, know, I, you mentioned the type of workouts you've been doing so far in quarantine. What is the most unique workout you've done. I know uh, a couple of guys, you know, they, they, they've pushed their trucks down the street. You know, other guys have, uh, you know, like I said, Warren was practicing a hockey rink, you know, just moving with his footwork and throwing the football. What is the most unique thing you've happened to make, make yourself do to stay in shape physically and mentally during quarantine? Well, I stole this one from my big brother because he put it on his Instagram story. And I was like, you know, what? Uh, as a younger brother, you always got to compete with your big brother no matter what, whether he knows or not. I said, man, I can't let him outwork me. I don't care what level he's on. And he was doing his D-line hand strikes and footwork on a tree in his backyard. So I would say that's the thing I've done the most. But, I, you know, I got to one-up him. So I did it without gloves on. So I'm hand striking a tree, working on a tree at some random park up the street, you know, and people are looking at me. And I'm just striking a tree with my bare hands, trying to get my hands toughened again, the use of that hitting, that striking, that grabbing. So, you know, just working around a tree. I got leaves falling all over the place, you know, just – that what I would say is the strangest thing I've done. Man, I can't I can't even imagine the looks that you might have gotten at the park with you with you striking a tree, leaves and pollen falling all down your, your <laughs> I can't I can't even imagine what these people are look or saying when they when they walk past you in the park. They're probably thinking like, man, this quarantine has really gotten to some people, huh? You got guys, <laughs> you got guys out here punching trees, man. <laughs> all right, all right, Sean. Well, I appreciate you joining me, man. And we, we obviously uh, our thought our thoughts are with you and your family, making sure you stay yep. safe, and we hope to see you back out on the practice field. Uh, sooner rather than later, and you know, just obviously suiting up for Jersey this year and uh, leading yes, the team to a championship. Yes, sir. I look forward to it, man. I can't wait for it. All right, that was Sean Daniels. That's going to do it for part six of our interview series. We'll be back with part seven later this week or early next week. Thanks again for joining in. I'm Nick Costco saying so long. <laughs>